When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When the red, red robin comes bum, bum, bumming along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his home. Sweet song. as the Addicts put Tuesday's horror show at Burton behind them with a fine 2-0 win at Ipswich. We're third in the league now and there's a game in hand. Welcome to Charlton Live. Good evening and welcome to Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. My name is Louis Mendez and joining me to look back at that wonderful 2-0 victory up at Portman Road yesterday, getting the lads back on track. Uh, first up, we've got uh, Mr. Benji Cloak. How you doing, Ben? Yes, mate. All good? Buzzing after yesterday, I imagine. Definitely. Yeah, really happy that we bounced back there. A good professional display. Yeah, it was almost like Tuesday. If anything, it makes Tuesday even more baffling, but... Um, yeah, really, really good performance uh, up at Portman Road yesterday. A fine win. Uh, first league goal for Albie Moore. And of course, the first goal for the club for Omar Bogle as well. Uh, and joining uh, me and Ben to talk about those two. Uh, and the rest of them, of course, is uh, Lewis Cat. How you doing, Luke? Yeah, good, mate. Really good. Happy with that yesterday. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great way to sort of recover, wasn't it, from, uh, from Tuesday's horror show? Oh, definitely, yeah. I think I said it uh, Thursday. We, we do always seem to thrive off... Uh, you know, performances against some of the sides that are up there with us. So, yeah, it didn't prove me wrong. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Great three points. Excellent stuff. So on tonight's show, we will be hearing the highlights uh, of the game. In a few moments' time, we'll hear from the Addicts boss, Lee Bay, what he made uh, of the performance over in East Anglia, in Suffolk. And uh, also, a special treat, we've got an interview with Omar Bogle himself. Uh, we can finally put to bed whether he is comparable uh, to Roberto Firmino, uh, because I asked him, not specifically Roberto Firmino, because I thought that would be taking a piss, but I did ask him what player he compares himself to, just because it would have been amazing if he did say Roberto Firmino. Uh, we'll hear that uh, later on in the show as well. So, Benji, just before we hear the highlights uh, of the game... Uh, Maybe the first 10, 15 minutes were a little bit under a bit of pressure. Uh, but particularly as soon as we scored, you know, Amos made a couple of saves. But other than that, I thought we were pretty comfortable yesterday. Yeah, I agree. I think we were comfortable throughout. I must say, I quite enjoyed the game. Because every time we attacked, we looked quite promising. We looked like we might score. 
uh, some good passing. We just looked overall quite comfortable. I'd say every player played their job. Um, and yeah, we restricted them to as little chances as possible. As you said, Amos made a couple of good saves. One, I think it was a good flick on by, uh, I think it was their captain, Chambers. And uh, another save from Judge when he cut in, which he should be saving anyway. But other than that, I think it reminded me of the Portsmouth game, really. Everyone played their part. Everyone dug in, fought for their fought for the ball. And um, yeah, I couldn't think of two other players who deserved a goal as much as uh, Albi and Omar. And hopefully now it'll kick Omar on. And, and look, Albi, as we've been praising him on this show so much, he really deserved that goal to go with the performances he's been putting in. Excellent stuff. Yeah, and uh, I mean, Lewis, I was sort of joking at the start when when I say it does make Tuesday even more baffling. But at the same time, I mean, that's exactly what Lee Bowyer would have wanted to see as a reaction from his side. You know, no team, or very rarely are you going to get a team that's going to go through a season unbeaten. You're looking at Arsenal or, you know, obviously Huddersfield doing it over two seasons. But it's so it's so rare. But when you have those little setbacks, how you react to that is so important. And that was exactly the tonic, wasn't it, to, to Tuesday's uh, disaster? Yeah, it was. And, and as we say, Tuesday, perfectly summed up, there was a disaster. You know, it was so out of character and so bad that it's good to see that this squad, um, regardless of some of the absentees that we have, can bounce back. And especially against the side that are up there with us and will be expected to be in and around the top six come the end of the season with us. So I thought it was a fantastic professional performance. I didn't feel a threat from Ipswich at all. I think Amos maybe had a couple of saves he made a really good save in the first half um but apart from that he he wasn't really tested and going for every time we went forward we looked dangerous again and our midfield in that diamond just seemed to be a lot more you know controlling and dominant in possession I thought Shinny had a really good game Albie was absolutely unplayable I thought Johnny Williams um looked really good as well I thought he he played well up until he went off um and Ben Watson as well just sort of being that anchor in front of the defense keeping them you know, keeping them secure and being that extra line of defence where needed in a inexperienced centre-back pairing, if you like. So, you know, all in all, we look at Tuesday and we've brushed it under the carpet. And when we've responded with a performance like that, then we've really got nothing to worry about, have we? So, yeah, I was really, really, really impressed with yesterday. Lots of good performers, you know, not just sort of picking out the the odd player where we're picking out quite a few. And, and that's important. I think that um, that bounce-back ability we've shown is uh, is. It's really good. So, yeah, I mean, a positive result. One of my mates at work is a massive Ipswich fan as well, and we've been having a bit of a, <laughs> bit of a build-up to it uh, over the coming weeks. So um, I'm glad I've got the uh, the office bragging rights this week, especially. That's always the best, isn't it? <laughs> when you've got someone uh, who, who supports the, the, the opposing team. Anyway, let's have a listen then to the highlights of the game that saw the Addicts bounce up to third in League One. Your commentators over on Valley Pass, as always, were Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. We'll knock it long and forward. Matthews is uh, Gunter's trying to get back goal, on goal side. Doesn't the first time is touched over Ben Amos and away for a goal kick. Trying to see who that uh, that Norwood. is that made it's Norwood. He, uh, he got the goal side of Chris Gunter, who's trying desperately get to get back to goal side. Managed to put him off, I think, enough. So he lifted his shot over the bar. Looking towards Aniko for the flick on Williams. He's making the run. Can he Great find header. him? It's a lovely header. Can Williams get on the end of it? Trying to touch it. Oh, it's touched away by Nsiala. Just in front of Johnny Williams, who's claiming that uh, he was pushed out of the way. Not entirely sure that was likely to be given. But a lovely flick on from Anike and Williams almost on the end. Gunter sends the ball forward, looking for Anike to run on a He's trying to get a shot away. He does! Into the side. Well, actually, that's not the side netting. It's the netting behind the goal, rather. Chosen Just wouldn't option. sit to him. And as you say, there's, uh, there was a ball across if you wanted to use it, but he didn't. He went for the... Went for go Back to Williams. Williams got Matthews on the overlap. Matthews, ball in field. Looking for an EK, just doesn't find him. But that's good work from an EK to win it back for Charlton. Ball across. Into Shinny's pass. Shinny into the penalty area. Trying to get it across. He does to Morgan! Yes! Who scores and finishes for Charlton! And puts them in the lead here at Portman Road. Please. Lovely work by Williams on the far side and Matthews. And equally, Chucks and Ego to keep it alive for Charlton. Eventually, Shinny managed to get into the penalty area, ball back across, looked like it might have taken a deflection into the path of Albie Morgan, who buries it for the Addicts. 
Well, Albie Morgan is someone who, as we said, Tell has been in superb form recently for Charlton. He's getting better and better and better. And now he's adding goals to his game. He's always had it in his locker to finish well. And it's a, a tight little finish. His first league goal for the forward by Prattley. Find Smith. Smith in the penalty area. Cuts inside onto his right foot. Oh, chambers of the challenge, but Smith still has it. Gets onto his right foot. Again, goes a goal. Deflection. Ooh. And then will dribble out for a Charlton corner. Be interesting to know where that ball was going before the deflection took it all. Dizel to take, chips it in, decent look at delivery, it's a good header for oh, him, a great save. save from Ben what Amos. And there wasn't a lot of pace on the header, but it was guided in the right area by Chambers. And Amos watched it all the way and dive into his right, parries it out for a corner down the right-hand channel towards Drynan. Prattley watches it all the way and left to clear. Drynan, as he kept it in play, he has done it. The ball back to judge of the shot. That's a wasted opportunity as he hits it over the bar. He's given a corner, the referee. A corner. I think it came off Gunter last, but Prattley took a chance by... Trying to let the ball go. Chase down to Martson. Goes back to Amos, who can clear. Up towards the centre circle. Can Anika get there first? He can. It's a Good lovely header. header forward. And can Smith get behind Enciallo? He has done so. He's just a little pull back. And Smith goes down. No, he, oh, no, he didn't, he didn't need to do it. He didn't need to do it. Hasn't given it. I thought he was pulled down initially. I, yeah, I think before he was, but not when he actually went to ground. I don't think he was. Which will play on as Matthews is lining up for a long throw. But before he can do so, there is the half-time whistle as Chelton go into the break with a one-goal lead here at Portman Road. Towards Anike. Lovely ball finds Morgan on the right side. And he's got space to bring this forward. That'll be Morgan. Needs some options in the penalty area. Morgan gets his head up, chip ball towards a far post to Smith. Oh, oh he, he looked to volley it with his left foot, gets it all wrong. It's a lovely pick out it from Abby Morgan. Gorgeous pick out, and he should have headed it. Matthews goes across the take. Looking for options. He's going to send this way long, does so into the penalty area. It's just beyond the knee. comes down to Prattley with a shot, comes across, goal, Bogle's in! And Bogle scores! <laughs> his first Charlton goal! Immediate impact from the substitute. He did really well to read that as a shot from Darren Prattley. Came across goal and Omar Bogle at the far post. Scores that first Charlton goal. Well, talk about being at the right place at the right time. At first you thought the moment had gone. But then the drilled ball back across. And Bogle just uh, hanging around there. Unmarked. And uh, what a way to get your, your first goal. Not necessarily the most spectacular of finishes, but he had to be there and he had to uh, still... I think it came off the post in the end. But he won't but care. As it goes out of play, the referee blows the full-time whistle, and Charlton have come away 2-0 winners here at Portman Road. A great, great bounce back from Tuesday night. There we go, then. That was the highlights of the win against Ipswich Town. Goals from Albie Morgan and Omar Bogle. Bogle with his first touch as well. Brilliant uh, reaction from him um, to getting subbed in the first half, wasn't it, against Burton Albion. And literally the next thing he did was score a goal because he came on midway through that second period and, and, and scored with his first touch. Um, I mean, overall, Benji, I think I think we deserve that. And I, I question marks over how good Ipswich were. I didn't think they looked great. But at the same time, we, we probably did enough to stifle them. And, you know, Ben Watson's been mentioned already doing some of that anchoring and, and hard work and breaking up play in uh, in the midfield. But also, you know, we, we went into this game nervous about the fact that Chris Gunter and Darren Prattley were going to be the centre-half pairing again because of injuries and obviously after what happened on Tuesday. But I think overall, they'd be pretty pleased with how they how they handled what can be a dangerous Ipswich front line. Yeah, definite turnaround from them too. I, th I thought both of them had a solid game. Uh, it helped with Norwood going off injured. There was one instance where he looked like he got in the middle of them but just fired over the bar. Uh, but as you said, I think the whole team worked well together, whereas Tuesday night, we, we couldn't pass the ball to each other. Our positioning was all wrong, whereas I think the likes of Johnny Williams worked really hard. There were a lot of times when I saw him and Albie running back, as Lewis just mentioned there. Shinny, another solid performance by him. Some neat play. I think, yeah, our, our overall team aspect worked really well. I think we all knew our jobs. Uh, I was impressed by Adam Matthews as well, I must say. I think on Tuesday, I thought he had one of his poorer games, but um, he uh, he done really well. And I think Judge is uh, probably one of the best wingers in the league, and he dealt with him pretty well. Uh, but yeah, it was a much improved performance and uh, a typical Lee Bowyer performance where every team, every player worked their socks off and they came off and you, I, I personally picked uh, Albie Morgan as my man of the match but enough of them played so well that they all deserved uh, the plaudits because 
yeah, overall we deserve we deserve to win the game. We had enough um, plays where we looked like we might score, and just the final pass didn't come off. But it was definitely a promising performance. Yeah, we certainly look more likely again going forward. Um, I think Chuxanike starting always adds that that extra bite to our front line, and he was involved heavily in the in the first goal. You know, a move that looked like it had broken down, but Chucks wasn't going to give up on the ball, won it back on the edge of the area, got it through to Shiniesta, who did well just to get it into the box. And I mean, we said we, we said this so so many times about midfielders. We said this obviously when when Johnny Williams got his first goal. As that midfielder, Lee Bowyer wants to see you running towards the edge of that six yard box, and that's exactly where it dropped to Albie Morgan. And it was an accomplished little finish from him. A week too late for me though, Lewis, because I bet on him to be goal scorer last week. But you know, I'm not I'm not holding any grudges. Not not holding any grudges. <laughs> well, you might bet on him in the future. Now you know he, he knows where the goal is at least. But um, yeah, I totally agree with you. You know, I I said yesterday I, I thought that that movement from from Albie to get in that position to score yesterday was sort of like Conor Gallagher esque, if you like. And you know that's not a bad thing whatsoever, is it? You know, and uh, yeah, a great a great performance from him all round. And as mentioned, Chucks is just it's such a shame that he can't really consistently play a ninety minutes because he was you know an absolute handful for. Switch defence yesterday. He's unplayable at times. He's just so strong, and his hold up play is good. He's he's quick. He's skillful. He kind of has everything. And and you know, aside from not scoring yesterday, he's had an incredible start to the season, hasn't he? And when you think of what he's done, a lot of that's been coming off the bench. I think yesterday may have even been one of his first start. Probably his first start. I don't know, but um. It's showing that there's a, there's a real player in there with him, and it's nice to see that he's getting those minutes uh, and that he can do it from the start as well. Because you know we'd seen that he can do it off the bench as a bit of an impact. And yesterday, although he didn't get on the score sheet himself, he was heavily involved in in getting Albi on the score sheet. And you know, absolute had well gave Ipswich uh, defenders an absolute nightmare of a of a first half, especially. And uh, yeah, like we've said, a lot of performers out there yesterday. But I'm just so happy for Albi because. He's he's someone that I've rated highly since he came on you know came onto the scene a couple of seasons ago. Um, he's fallen out of favour a few times, you know the loan out to Ebbsfleet. I thought always thought he was too good for that standard. He's come back sort of time and time again, despite a bit of criticism, maybe um, constructive of course from Bo because I think he knows that he he can do more and he he can be the player that that Bo sees him as this sort of you know box-to-box midfielder that can that can get in, can score goals. There's little, I can't even think of any passes at the football club better than him. I think with some of his passing range and, and accuracy is is fantastic. And now he's getting the goals as well. And it's been sort of an ever-present thing that Bo said post-match about Albi, that he's, each time he turns up, in the last sort of three weeks especially, it's almost been like the best performance in a Charlton shirt. And if he's consistently turning out those performances, even when he came on on Tuesday night in that dreadful game and made a, made a difference immediately, it shows that his progression is going totally in the right direction. He's going to be a real asset to this football club. Yeah, and he was so delighted, wasn't he, to get his first league goal on his, uh, his 50th appearance. It's incredible, really, again, when, when, when you think about how, how, how young the player is, still only 20 years old, um, to, to have hit 50 appearances already for the club show, shows how well he's done and really how how early we, we we had to bring him into the side but you know done a brilliant job yesterday and, and he'll, he'll be rightly very pleased um the, the second goal was the one that killed it off uh for us benji like i said again i don't think we're really under too much pressure ben amos has made a couple of first half saves i can't remember too many difficult chance or difficult saves he had to make in in the second half but you know you always need that second goal especially when we've just lost paul smith to to injury um, you just wonder if that is that's going to knock the stuffing out of us, but we score almost immediately after he was replaced by uh, Bogle. That that long throw into the air, and then Prattley drilled the the shot across the face of goal, and Bogle was there at the far post to touch it in. Again, it was a bit of a, a an instinctive finish, and and I mean, what a way to answer your, your critics after after Tuesday night. Yeah, definitely, mate. I think the whole club were uh, buzzing to see him get that first goal. As I said last week, a lot of uh, people have been saying, look, let's get, hopefully he gets that first goal and um, it'll give him the confidence to go on and get some more. But yeah, who says long throws uh, don't, don't matter? Because uh, that caused them a lot of problems. We did a few of them throughout the game. And uh, yeah, great throw from Adam. I think Omar got a touch, knocks it back. 
And uh, I think it, uh, no, it was Chuck, sorry. Chuck's got a touch, knocks it back. And a great ball across goal from Darren Prattley. And uh, yeah, striker's finish. He'll like that more than a long-range goal because you need that striker's instinct to, to slide in at the far post. And uh, that's exactly what he did. And as you said, first touch of the ball, brilliant. And uh, hopefully that'll give him the confidence now to go on because, uh, as Lewis said, Chuck's had a good game. He played uh, the role that Omar has been playing in from the start of the game and he held the ball up well and drew in other players. But um, we've seen that we can turn it around the other way where... Omar was starting and Chucks was coming on and scoring a goal. This time we turned it around and Chuck starts the game and Omar scores the goal. So I'm sure uh, Bo will be buzzing about that more than anything to show that, look, we can turn it around and do it different ways. And obviously we missed Connor yesterday, uh, who's provided um, a good impact from the bench on Tuesday. And uh, let's hope Smith's injury isn't too bad. But um, yeah, I said it the other day, it's great for us to have that strength in depth where we can bring players on from the bench to make an impact and, and kind of change the game a little bit. Obviously, it was a little bit forced, but Bogle ran his socks off again and copied what Smith was doing. So that's great we had that kind of player to do that. And uh, yeah, let's hope that um, we can keep changing the game when we need to. And we got the goal at the perfect time. Because you look, as you said, Going into that second half, I don't, I couldn't see, can't remember uh, Ben making many saves in the second half. I don't think they threat, threatened us at all. But getting that goal in the 68th minute kind of calmed the nerves because you go into the last 15 minutes with a one goal lead, you start to get a bit nervy, don't you? So it was a good goal at a crucial time. Yeah, and obviously, Lewis, like the, the style of the performance was very different to the one we saw at Burton Abbey because we were calm and we were organised and we were structured, whereas on, on Tuesday it was it was chaos, really. It was chaotic and not a performance that we expect to see. So it, it's it's important that we get back to the style. You know, if we'd played similar to Tuesday night but somehow nicked it 5-4, I don't think Bo would have been quite as happy as he, was, as he would have been with a performance like yesterday's. No, definitely not. And as we say, it's like polar opposites, really. Yesterday was, was so calm and composed and professional. I mean, there were the odd mistake in, in defence, a couple of, you know, wayward passes or misjudgments of positioning. But, you know, both Darren Prattley and Chris Gunter don't play those positions normally and are filling in. And when you look at how, you know, how they were criticised Tuesday and, and the performance they had Tuesday compared to yeah, come away with a clean sheet, you know, you can't say fairer than, than well done to them both. They've obviously, you know, dusted themselves down and and come out and, and put out a much better performance. The same with Adam Matthews, as Benji said. I thought he dealt incredibly well with Alan Judge yesterday. And and Matson as well. He's he's such a threat, not just um, you know, defensively, but also going forward. He's just so quick. And there were a couple of times where he put like a fantastic ball into the box and maybe we're just a little bit off it um in terms of getting on the end of the ball. Uh, but they're all things that are coming. We we always we have to remember this team was put together almost overnight, you know? Um and now they're they're slowly gelling and, and getting better. And we've had a great run anyway, take Tuesday out of it. Uh, and the team can only get better the more they play together. Um, so, yeah, it's you know, yesterday's the perfect response we needed, especially going into quite a congested fixture schedule in December. You know, you want to try and sort of get a little run. We're already sitting comfortably in third, you know, the, we'll be targeting to catch up with Hull. We've got a game in hand over Peterborough as well. I want to get in that top two. And once you're in there, mentality-wise, that's got to help. Um, you know, especially if we can get in there before Christmas, it would be great. Um, but look, for today uh, and how we have before Tuesday. And I hate sort of having that Tuesday performance in the middle because it kind of knocks you, knocks your predictions off. But we we look like a side that should be pushing for that top two a hundred. And when you consider the amount of time we had to put the squad together compared to the other sides up there. That's one hell of an achievement. And it, again, just underlines the, the incredible job that everyone at the football club does. You know, Bo, Jacko, Stevie Gallen, Andy Marshall, you know, the, the hurdles they've had to overcome all the time. And, and now we've got that stability in ownership with, with Thomas. We still had the hurdle of trying to get the squad, you know, together overnight and under a salary cap. And we've managed to do that. And we look competitive in all the games we play. Um, and yeah, it's exciting time to be a fan again. And hopefully, as I say, we can keep the run going through a congested period. Hope we don't pick up too many injuries along the way. I think 
you know, losing Paul Smith yesterday is a bit of a, a kick in the teeth. Um, you know, it take maybe takes the shine off a, off the result a little bit. But hopefully it's not as serious. I mean, when he first went down, I was really concerned that he might have broken something. It seems like um, like it's only sort of a quite a nasty cut on the top of his knee. So we'll see how that progresses, I suppose. But yeah, perfect and hope. Going into obviously Wednesday night against MK Dons in front of the supporters, um, and then you know quick turnaround for next Saturday against Shrewsbury. Yeah, it certainly was an excellent performance. So, uh, ben, obviously it's another win away at a side that will be considered top six hopefuls. You know, I'm just looking at our our results against the sides in and around the, the top six. So we haven't played either Hull or Peterborough yet, I don't think. So obviously we're in third. Lincoln. We lost two, but we played we played okay, and that was actually before we rebuilt our squad anyway. Portsmouth and Ipswich, fifth and sixth, we've beaten them away from home. Fleetwood in seventh, we've beaten them at home. Eighth is Sunderland, uh, who we've uh, obviously shared a draw with at home, and again that was before we really built our squad together. So in terms of laying down a marker yesterday, I mean, I mean, I think performances have proven that we are we are absolutely top two contenders now. I don't think that can be in any doubt anymore if anyone was wondering because we've gone to sides in and around that top six and we've beaten them quite comfortably. Yeah, you're right. I think if you would have changed round those two results and and we would have beaten Burton but lost to Ipswich, you kind of would have looked at it and gone, ah, okay. So we beat the team we were expected to beat but lost to a team who are expected to be in the top six. Top six. You'd look then and go... Oh, I'm struggling to see our credentials here for getting promoted. But, look, we turned around the other way. That was, what, our first defeat in nine against um, against Burton. And we've gone and, again, uh, beaten a team who are in the top six. So you kind of think, OK, that was a blip midweek. But, look, we're showing again that we can do it. Without eight players, I think it was yesterday, without two recognised centre-backs, it just shows what we've got there and and we're still we still got players who didn't have a pre-season who are still trying to get to the grips of your Saturday Tuesdays that are coming up again now and uh, we're playing really well and and we're getting players minutes into them we're seeing Albie Morgan looking promising at playing more regularly we're seeing um, Omar and uh, Chucks playing well off each other and and uh, playing 60 minutes sub coming on and and it working and someone as I think Bo said in the uh, interview after the game, Chucks is coming, getting more and more fit now. And we saw him play well yesterday. Look, we we do look promising. And, and the other teams around us, I think I said to you off air, they all seem a bit on the edge. Sunderland have just sacked their manager this evening. Portsmouth, whenever they seem to get a bad result, they're on their manager's back. And, and Peterborough, they got knocked out of the FA Cup yesterday and they had a full strength side out. So that might affect them. You just don't know. But we seem like, yeah, we're on the right path. Okay, we had a blip in the in midweek, but what a way to turn it around by um, going against a promotion rival and, and playing really well and getting the three points. Excellent stuff. Right then, let's hear from the Addicts boss, Lee Bayer. Caught up with him after the match yesterday to find out what he made of the performance at Portman Road. Um, I thought from start to finish, we was, we was excellent. Um, Another good, solid away performance. Um, clean sheet. Scored two. The only thing I'd criticise, if I'm being ultra picky, is that we should have scored more. I think we, we got in, in in and around their box a lot. And when we did, we just didn't take care as well as uh, I would have liked. And, and if we would have, then we would have scored and at least another two, three goals, I would have said. So, but yeah, some, some great performances. Um, Please for Omar, please for Albie. Albie's, that's why I was resting him Tuesday because he wouldn't have been able to do what he'd just done today. So his first league goal and he deserves it. He's, he's come a long way and I keep saying it and, and, and I would always praise people that put in the hard work and Albie's definitely one of them. Um, things are starting to finally sink in with him. Um, and Omar as well, like coming off the bench, obviously it was tough for him Tuesday. Uh, and speaking to him yesterday, like, look, you, you need to be ready. So, uh, please for him for his first goal as well. So, a lot of a lot of players worked really, really hard. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted. You must be pleased as well with with the reaction from Tuesday, because that's the most important part of, of putting Tuesday behind you to go and play like that today. Yeah, 
again, like I know him as a group. Choosy came from nowhere, and I, I said to you guys after the after the game, like that's not us. And I knew I would get this reaction because that was just freak on Choosy. I don't know where it came from. No one does, but that was what we're about: clean sheet, good, solid team performance, move the ball well, create chances. That that's that's us. So I, I didn't doubt that that's what would happen today. And you mentioned Omar already, but I mean that's big for him now to, to get off the mark and, and, and repay a bit of faith in you. Yeah, because it's it's important because all the other strikers had scored and he was the only one that hadn't. So, and I felt for him because he he worked so hard for the team and, and he's been getting the bruises and batterings when like doing that first sixty minutes before Chucks comes off the bench and a lot of that hard work goes unnoticed from a lot of people. I notice it, but a lot of people wouldn't notice what he does for the team. So, uh, so yeah, I'm really pleased for him, and now he can he can move on. Leaves you in quite a nice position in the table, um, third, and obviously with a game in hand as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, we're moving in the right direction. Um, long way to go, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to to uh, Wednesday's game now. So get back home. Like, I just feel like we've been on the road for. This last week, we've just been travelling up and down and here, and just feel like we ain't we ain't been at our place for a while now. So I'm looking forward to getting back to to the valley on Wednesday with some crowding. Yeah, it looked like a nasty one for Paul Smith when he went down. Can you tell us anything about it yet? I think it's just a gash. Um, I, I don't know if the lad tried on him by accident or or he's when he slid, he caught his stud. I don't I don't know. I don't know how he's done it, but he's got a big gash. Um, so yeah, apparently it's not very pretty. And uh, no Connor today. I understand he's got a minor, minor, not no Connor Washington. Yeah, just a, a minor injury. Um, so again, it was one of them that we need to not take any risks. You know, um, it's a long season. If you risk people, then you end up losing them for longer. And we've got good players to, to rotate. And so it was. I think it was the right decision to, to leave him at home. And hopefully, he might be okay for Wednesday. And finally, I think Martin's picked up his fifth yellow card, so that's a, an, another selection headache ahead of the game on Wednesday. Yeah, I think it's straightforward, isn't it? Ben had just come in for him. I think Ben, when he came off the bench here tonight, I think he uh, he done really well, defended the far post well. Um, so, yeah, it's, he probably needed a little rest, if I'm honest. I, I spoke to someone from Chelsea earlier on in the week and um, I said to him, look, I'm going to drop him out here and there because he's 18 years old and I don't want to burn him out, you know. He's a young kid that's learning the game, and so now probably the, the the suspension will do him do him well, so we can now just have a little break. Cheers, Lee. Probably as you mentioned before, perfect reaction and, and the perfect way it worked out as well. For the substitutions when they come on, you said Perrington did superbly when he came on at left back and allowed uh, um, Martin to go forward. But Omar as well coming on. I know Smith's injury is not great, but. His goal then gave you the opportunity to take Chucks off and give him the rest he needed. Yeah, Chucks was coming off then anyway. Chucks was always coming off because he, we, we can't really use him past the 70. Uh, if you do that, then you run in a risk. Um, so, yeah, he, again, Chucks was outstanding, outstanding today, but Omar coming off the bench, I thought, I thought he'd done really well for us. Of course, on, uh, on Wednesday, you might have some, uh, some fans back to cheer the side on, so a, a double incentive. Sounds absolutely wonderful to me that because we've missed them. Even here, like I, I was fortunate to play here as a player as well, and, and to be here with no fans, it's it's tough. Uh, we, we just need something to get back into the stadium to give some sort of noise and atmosphere. And can you imagine when stadiums start filling up again? It'd be crazy. I think everyone, all this tension that everyone's got, this built up inside. I think it'd be like the loudest the stadium will whoever uh, be when everyone comes first comes back in but slowly but surely we'll get something on on Wednesday hopefully when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you find the one you'll get it delivered right to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So we meet again and I offer my hand all dry and English slow. And you look at me and I understand. 
Good ball out here on the right hand side of Smith. Smith, ball into the box for Anika. Superb goal by Joan. Brilliantly worked on this right hand side. Smith with the cross, and Anika's on hand to bury his header. Charlton Live. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. Uh, just before the break there, we heard from the Addicts boss, uh, Lee Burrier. And uh, I mean, Lewis, you could hear how pleased he was uh, that he got he got the reaction he wanted, but also the one that he expected from his side because he knew that you don't perform like that, like we did at Burton. A Lee Burrier side doesn't do that twice in a row. No, definitely not. You know, we've never we've never seen a Burrier side turn up performances like that. Um off the back of the other so you know it it was a bad day at the office we you know we spoke about it on Thursday that it was it was so out of character as well um so we'd have been looking at this fixture as the ideal response you know to to the opportunity to bounce back and we did and and not just you know we didn't scrape it and think right we got we got the three points it wasn't the best performance but we go from here you know, yesterday was was one of the best performances of the season. Again, against one of the sides that are up there, uh, you know, with plenty of decent players. I know they they lost Norwood early on yesterday, and they have got their own injury problems. But even still, like Benji said, there not one fit centre back dealing with, you know, with one of these one of the best sort of sides in the division. So it was a you know a really really good performance yesterday. Bo will be so proud of that, and uh, I think the only the I could say the only sort of negative to come out yesterday is losing Paul Smith but hopefully we'll have Connor Washington back on Wednesday night so um, yeah I, I'm you know incredibly happy with yesterday um, I was sort of not worried but I was interested to see how we would bounce back after a defeat like that because with the Scunthorpe one I seem to remember we maybe didn't bounce back as well I think we we lost the game after it as well um, lost up at Rochdale and then uh, we had a bounce back we won at home after a few games but it wasn't immediate and to lose on the road and then go away on the road again to one of the toughest places. I think it, the defeat that they had against Hull midweek was what their first defeat at home. And now they've gone back to back um, defeats after playing us. So it shows that we've, we've got the character to, to turn things around. And I'm, I, whatever Boya said to him after that performance on the, on Tuesday obviously worked, you know, but yeah, I'm, I'm delighted. So fingers crossed we can get up and on to Wednesday. Lovely stuff. Right, let's have a look at some of the emails and tweets that have come in uh, since yesterday's game. Phil messages, hi guys, a much improved professional away performance. I thought Albie once again looked the pick of the bunch. Good to see Omar grabbing his first goal for the club. That will give him confidence. With the centre-backs nearing fitness, we are only going to improve further over the coming months. Yeah, certainly do think there's still a, there is still room for improvement in this side because of the players that that that, that, that will come back. And you know, I, still, I don't think Alex Gilby's quite hit the the heights yet as he as he's easing his way back from injury. And obviously, you know, at some point we'll probably start playing centre backs at centre back as, uh, <laughs> as well. So that can only help. Spencer says a great way to bounce back. Solid performance. Albie uh, was my man in the match. I'm glad that Omar got his first goal. Uh, 19.05 said a great way to bounce back after that awful performance at Burton with a big three points and another clean sheet. Albie Morgan was mustard. He was my man in the match. He was everywhere. Watson uh, was a very close second though uh, and the rest of the lads were good too. Yeah, what, what did you make of Ben Watson yesterday, Benji? Obviously, um, I remember I think it was last week we had someone tweeting in asking for our views on his performances uh, and, and I sort of said he does he does a lot of his work sort of quietly, a bit like Josh Cullen used to. He'll break up play at the, at the base of that midfield and just keep the ball ticking over nicely and I think I think people started to notice a bit that a bit more yesterday. Yeah, I thought he had a good game. I think the first few games he had that run of getting booked every game and I think that was a case of having no preseason and coming into a a team that he was uh yes, yeah, just slow coming in and uh kept picking up bookings and you thought, Oh come on, what are you doing? Like Surely Bo weren't happy with that, but he was slow behind the pace. And uh, yesterday definitely was his best game I've seen him play so far. He really shielded that back four well, and uh, his ball distribution was great. So that's that's what you want to see from him. Obviously, if we go back to our playoff winning season, 
And you look at that position, we had Christian Bellick there um, and Josh Cullen just in front of him. Uh, so hopefully he can replicate those performances. And, and yesterday goes, goes a long way to doing that. I think he linked well with uh, Shinny and Morgan. They all knew their jobs. And as been said, I think it was an all-round professional performance. But yeah, overall, I think he'd probably be second in man of the match uh, credentials yesterday behind Albie. But yes, what do you want to see from him? Yeah, certainly was. Right, uh, next tweet uh, is from Mr. Phil. Says, good to see we learned a lesson from Tuesday night and mixed up playing out from the back with use of the good old long ball. Prevents the opponents from closing us down uh, as we may get caught short in defence with a long ball. Uh, much better performance. It's a shame that Martson misses Tuesday. Yeah, Ian Martson, the Chelsea loney, uh, as we heard there during the interview with Bo, picked up his fifth yellow card of the season. But it's a straight swap, basically, for Perrington, who did all right when he when he came on yesterday. Right, Platty uh, says, great bounce back after the Burton game. Defence didn't play suicidal uh, and was satisfactory, but midfield are driven by Albie, who was the master uh, were great. Uh, more injuries, though. Uh, so frustrating. Yeah, that gash to Paul Smith didn't sound good. Although, hopefully, uh, Connor Washington will be back for Wednesday evening. Tom Bramley says a great performance yesterday. Very similar to the Portsmouth game a few weeks ago. Other than a couple of chances in the first half, they never put us under any pressure. Ma uh, Morgan was man of the match. And what a response from Bogle. That's the way to answer uh, the critics and uh, Matt, Matt Lees says uh, such a big goal for Firmino uh, need all our strikers firing yeah and we've still got that interview with Omar Bogle uh, to come uh, Matt um, so I also asked what, what people put uh, Albie Morgan's recent good performances down to and Matt says uh, Boyer's man management he knew exactly what Morgan needed Norman says at least encouragement and belief uh, in helping him uh, to believe himself and express himself on the pitch full of energy has helped um uh, S.A. Goldie says, uh, or Sag Oldie says, uh, most improved player without a doubt, Albie Morgan. The fact that no one wanted to take him on loan must have hurt, plus with Bo's criticisms. Uh, but it all seems to have brought out the best in him, and let's hope he continues to progress. Uh, Jimmy said uh, it's probably helping that he has uh, experienced players alongside him, like Watson and Shinny, uh, which gives him advice uh, throughout the game. Uh, Dan says he's showing grit and determination and wants to keep his place in the team. Also, a uh, different Dan says it was a brilliant performance, especially by Morgan and Watson. And Nikkei did really well in winning the, the ball back in the build-up for the first goal. And just a great performance by the entire team. A real show of strength against a side who's going to be fighting for promotion with us. So, yeah, I, I asked a few people there, Lewis, about this, this Albie Morgan situation and the, the performance, the improvement. Uh, you know, this was sort of something we were chatting about amongst us, uh, amongst the, the the press yesterday. Talk about Morgan, and, and you, I mean, you have to say, surely it does come down to Lee Bowyer's. You know, obviously Albie would have put the the hard yards in himself, but it has to come down to the way that Lee Bowyer's decided to manage a player because he's very he's very precise in how he likes to do things. He 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 knows which players needs a, a little bit of a boot up the bum in the press and which ones he'll just put an arm around the shoulder of. And, and it's worked. I mean, it worked again when he did it for Johnny Williams a few weeks ago. You know, he said he hadn't been producing what he wanted. And all of a sudden, you know, Johnny's, Johnny's sort of come back to life a bit. So he's, he's obviously got his methods, hasn't he, uh, Lewis? And, and and it seems to be seems to be working here for Albie. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even when you look back at players like, um, like Lyle Taylor, like you came in with that sort of reputation where he was maybe a bit of a, a bit of a troublemaker almost. And then, he he's turned that into a you know what twenty goal season striker and that ultimately helped us get promoted. You had the management with him uh, again handling the situation with him with all the transfer speculation last season. He still managed to keep him going and and scoring goals. And you mentioned Johnny, like you know he's a fantastic footballer, but maybe hadn't hit the heights that we'd all expected of him. You know he was so good last year in the championship when he was when he was fit and starting every game. And he just didn't seem the same player when he came back this season. Bo said that. And he comes back from international break, gets a goal, uh, scores on international break as well. You know, and, and it looks, it, that's helped him out massively. And Albie is the, you know, I've been impressed with Albie, you know, since he's come on the scene, as I said earlier. But Bo, yeah, obviously does see some some flaws to his game. And you've got to remember when he first, he's the first Charlton player born in the 2000s, isn't he? Which is mad, but he's. you look at, as you said earlier, 50 league appearances for us. The boy's only 20 years of age and he's still developing as a player. But now we're seeing, you know, sort of a maturity to Albie's game. I mean, yesterday he was just fantastic. And 
even Tuesday amongst amongst that horror show, he he stood out as a game changer. And the game before that as well, even Bo came out and said that it's the best game he's had and he's he's doing the things that he's told him to do and he's doing the dirty side of the game as well as the, you know, trying to get forward and putting in like these luscious uh, balls to try and get an assist and stuff. It's just, he, he's done incredibly well, Albie, and Bo's management of him, is, as we've said there, it, he's, he's really looked after him, isn't he? And I think one of the main reasons he's maybe as harsh on him as he was is because he sees himself in Albie, you know, both similar players, similar positions, um, and he's he's young, he's developing, and he's put the hard work in. You know that it, ultimately, yes, Bo has to do his management side of it, but Albie has to take it on board and and put the work in. And I think you know there's no arguments to say that he hasn't done that. So yeah, it's it you know whatever Albie does is Charlton's gain, isn't it? Because we know he's a good footballer. We've said it many a times that we wanted to see him in the starting eleven a lot more. Now he's doing the things that Bo expects of him. It's only going to benefit us, isn't it? You know, he's going to be one hell of a player, and hopefully, this season for him will be a a real, you know, a, a chance for him to cement his place in a starting eleven for us, uh, and you know, have his real first like consistent sort of you know game filled season, if you like, and and yeah, see what where he goes from there because he's one of the what well, he's one of the best players, dead ball, and in terms of passing that I've seen at the club for a while. Uh, and he's only 20 years of age. So the potential there is is incredible. So hopefully, you know, like Alfie Doughty as well, hopefully we do what we can to try and keep hold of these players. I feel a lot more comfortable with it now because we've got Thomas in place. But if, you know, if we were still under the ownership we were, I'd be incredibly concerned that come January, we'd probably be losing Alfie because he's such a promising young talent. But I think now this is the place for him to develop and especially under someone like Lee Bowyer, who's been in his shoes, you know. So yeah, it's it's great to see Alfie develop him. He's been one of my favourite players this season. Um, and, you know, long may his form continue because he really does deserve it. Excellent stuff. Right, one more email comes in from Steve Richards. The solid performance today against a very ordinary Ipswich. Watson, Shinny and Morgan ran the midfield. Question, who do you think are the top three performers for the Addicts this season? For me, it's Chucks for his goals, Gunther for his versatility and the Nessie, Messi, Andrew Shinny. Uh, although if Morgan continues to impress, he'll be up there. Cheers. That's from Steve the Jockney Addict. So if, if, if we had to pick three, so... Let, let's pick one each. I'm going for Chucks as well. So you have to go for one of the top three performers. Benji, if I put you on the spot, who would you go for? I'm going to go Ben Amos. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's done well, to be fair to him. I just like his all-round uh, presence. He comes well for crosses. I think that's, that was a reason why we conceded quite a lot of goals towards the end of last season in the Championship. I don't think Dylan made that uh, presence in the box when the crosses were coming in. Um, I think he's made some crucial saves at, at, at times as well. And he got all those clean sheets in a row. Player of the month last month. I just think, uh, considering he never played, I think he played one FA Cup game the whole of last season. To come in off that with not much mat fit, match fitness, I was, I've been really impressed with him. So... Yeah, I'm going to go with him. And Lewis, who, who who would you nominate to be in our top three performance so far this campaign? I'm torn. I'm torn between two of them. So Andrew Shinney, I think, has been a real sort of not a diamond in the rough because we know that he's good at this level. But I don't think he he was a name that wasn't really mentioned in the transfer window. And when we signed him, I was like, oh, that's come out of nowhere. And he's been fantastic. You know, his experience for one, but just in midfield, like he's, he's threatening going forward. He's decent at defending. He's good, you know, with with the ball and taking a player on and he's passing. He scored a sensational free kick. Uh, And the other one was Connor Washington, just because I think, again, where we've lacked that striker instinct maybe since Lyle left. um, We've had it with Chucks, obviously, but he hasn't hasn't been able to um, compete over 90 minutes. Uh, Washington, uh, he, again, like he's, he's got a decent amount of goals for his return and also... He does the other work as well. You know, the hard work, he, he brings other people into play. And yeah, so I couldn't choose between those two. I was actually going to go with Amos, but Benji nicked my idea. So I went with <laughs> between those two. Um, I think if I had to if I had to put my hat on it, I would say Andrew Shinney, just because he's uh, been, you know, maybe a little bit more consistent than Connor. But it would be tough between those two. Nice one. Right, let's have a quick break. When we come back, we'll hear from another goal scorer uh, from yesterday. We'll hear from Omar Bogle. <laughs> 
Shinny prepares to take. Shinny it's takes. A it's a shot! Oh, great freaking! Oh, the power was too strong for Eastwood. He dived to his left, but it's passed him. And Shinny, who got the assist for the first goal, now opens his Charlton account with a lovely free kick. And Charlton, just before half time, make it two. That you're gonna be okay anyway. You know there's no Charlton Live. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. Looking back, aren't we, at the uh, excellent 2-0 win against Ipswich at Portman Road. Uh, takes the Addicts up to third in the Skybet League One table, uh, sitting pretty. And now, obviously, yesterday was, it was a great day, not only for the fact that uh, we, we got yet another win and obviously a first league goal for Albie Morgan, uh, but also as a first Addicts goal for Omar Bogle. And literally with his first touch, uh, after coming off the bench and considering his last performance on Tuesday, he got subbed off within the first half. As Bo said, he really wasn't happy with what Omar was producing during that loss at Burton Albion. I mean, that was one hell of a way to answer your critics. Uh, so, uh, yeah, delighted to have got to speak to Omar yesterday. Um, now, obviously, you're, anyone who's been listening the last few weeks will remember uh, when Tom Wallin sort of outrageously <laughs> compared uh, Omar Bogle to Roberto Firmino. Uh, one that I thought when we got the chance to speak to Omar yesterday, I can't let, let this one slide. So I did ask I did ask Omar which player he does compare himself to because imagine if he did say Firmino. I mean, that would have been amazing. Uh, so you'll hear that later on. But first of all, uh, asked Omar if he was happy to have put Tuesday evening behind him. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, Tuesday was just... Uh... Again, it was just a blip. It happens, you know. It happens in football, and you know it was important for me to put that behind me, and then obviously just try and respond. And even if it wasn't with a goal, it was, you know, with a good performance to help the team. But obviously, goals is always what I'm, what I'm going to be aiming for, and what I'm striving for because I'm a goal scorer. So. And Bo obviously has talked about, like I said, especially after the Jules game, about how you you do you, you do the hard work, the dirty work, and then Chucks comes on and steals all the glory. But I mean, do you like playing that role for the team? Yeah, I mean. I, as a first striker, it's important, and to be an all-rounded striker, you know you've got to, you've got to do the dirty stuff, you've got to do the hard yards for the boys, you know, and help them out. And then you get your rewards like today, you know, as a striker, you get your rewards, and it's important. You know, it starts from us, and for us to achieve anything this year, you know, us as strikers, whether it's me, Chucks, Connor, or Smithy, we've all got to, you know, play our role and and do the, and do the, the hard stuff for the team, you know, for us to. For us to basically get get what we want, which is promotion. Yeah, and I guess like going back to your goals, you'd be pleased. I, mean, I, I, I saw on your Twitter account a couple of weeks ago, you felt like because you hadn't got that goal, mm-hmm. perhaps you hadn't quite been as accepted as much as you should be for all your hard work. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it was just like <laughs> the thing is, as a striker, you. I mean, a lot of people are going to just judge you purely on goals, um, and not actually see what you do for the team. So that was obviously disappointing because I felt like. You know, considering I think I felt like I'd done well in the games I was playing in, but ultimately I was I hadn't scored, and then I felt like I was getting a bit of stick from the supporters, only from a few, from a few Twitter trolls and stuff like that. But if I'm going to be honest, I want to say a big thank you to a lot of the channel supporters because the, the support that I have got, it's outweighed massively the you know the one or two comments that I've seen from 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 other people. Do you know what I mean they really supported me and sent me some nice messages? Some people have done it unprovoked as well. Sent me some nice messages, messages of support, so I thank them as well. And what's, what's the aim for this season? I think this is the first time I've spoken to you. So you, <laughs> you, you've joined the club. What would you think the club can achieve and that you can achieve here? With the size of the club, it's, we can go and achieve. We can go as far as we want. We can achieve what we want as well. But we're going to need everyone. Um, obviously, our goal is to get promoted, is to get the club up and at the very least be back in the Championship because that's where the club should be. That's what obviously the supporters want and deserve. So that's what, we've got, uh, that's what we're striving for. Um, but we just got to keep working hard every day to make sure it happens. And for any Charlton fan who perhaps didn't know you before the join, you joined the club, I mean, what sort of striker are you? What sort of player would you compare yourself to? Um, I just compare. I don't really compare myself to anyone to I'm just myself. But I just say I'm a I'm an all-rounded striker. You know, running behind, coming short, and you know, I like running with the ball. Um, just try to do a bit of everything really. I sort of work on in my game. I just work on throughout my career. I've just worked on everything and trying to be at a good level at every aspect of my game. So it helps me to play as a one by myself or when I'm playing in a two. Um, and obviously, more importantly, scoring goals. There we go then. So uh, Omar does not compare himself to Roberto Firmino, which Tom Wallin is absolutely devastated to find out. But yeah, great to speak to uh, Omar yesterday. And don't forget, you can hear the full interview. Uh, that was only a snippet of it. You can hear the full interview on Valley Pass uh, as of Monday morning. Uh, so make sure you get signed up to that and listen to that because it was a great chat with Omar. And, you know, a lot of people probably wondered where his state of mind will be after the, the, the couple of weeks he's had. And, uh, you know... 
I was I was pleased to see how pleased he was with his performance and you know how he was able to sort of put everything into perspective. Uh, and uh, yeah, I thought it was a, a really nice interview. Um, interesting. I asked him a little bit about some of his some of the reactions he's had from some supporters on Twitter. And again, we brought it up on Twitter last week when he, he ended up saying that he felt like he'd been a little bit scapegoated, but he he, he made sure to make sure that he he, he thanked. Uh, the majority of Charlton fans have been very kind to him, Ben. And, you know, I, I think at Charlton, people accept you if you're working hard. And, and we can see that other than Tuesday when he had a shocker like everyone else did. He has been working his socks off and now now he's got a goal to show for it as well. Yeah, it's it's a bit th- fickle from supporters to get on his back uh, considering the situation. He had no pre-season with us, came in quite late during the transfer window and he's given us his all, and that's all we ask for as fans. You give us 100%. If the chances come your way, hopefully finish them. But as he did yesterday, he it was a striker's instinct goal sliding in at the far post. And hopefully that will give him confidence to go on and do more. But we as Charlton fans, like we're, we're used to strikers like Omar just giving 100%, getting stuck in, not scoring many goals. And look at Carl Lieber and he he was someone like that he gave us 100% every week and he became a cult hero for the club and I'm not saying Omar's going to reach those heights but um, let's see what he does but that that goal yesterday as I said two players yesterday I'd love to have got goals one of them was him and one of them was Albie Morgan because we know that can give him the confidence to go on and, and do more and I think Boya said after the game that he knew that Omar needed that goal because he has been doing the dirty work. Lee started him every week in that position because he has been playing well. That might have got overlooked by supporters because you look at a striker and you think, okay, we've got a striker, they've got to score goals for us. But as Tom likened him to Firmino, Firmino don't score many goals for Liverpool. He does the hard work and plays it off to others. So Hopefully, in in our aspect, we can see him getting up to seven, eight goals this season and proving more of a um, a player for the team. But yeah, look, let's let's hope he can go on and do more. But I'll call him our Lieber, not Firmino. <laughs> well, I'd I'd happy to be uh, to to have been uh, compared to either of them. Uh, to be fair, so there you go. Right, um, and now I'm um, just before we 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 have another break before we look ahead to. To Milton Keynes, Lewis, and and again, this probably indicates how seriously I'm taking this. Uh, news story did break on Friday, didn't it? That um, uh, Lex Dominus has been sold to a Craig Freeman. So this is something to do with Paul Elliott seems to be basically giving up and and, and handing the reins over to some bloke uh, who none of us have ever heard of, and now he's claiming that he's going to try and take control of the club. Um, it's 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 just a bit weird, really, isn't it? I don't I don't even know if it's worth bringing up on the show because I don't think it's going to come to anything. I just I just can't, I can't imagine why on earth some random bloke who appears to be some sort of dental accountant, although we're all playing on the fact that we all just call him a dentist now. Um, you know, it is, it is like pulling teeth, as, as Ollie said on, on Twitter the other day, this this whole saga. Just baffling why all these people still think they're going to be able to get a few quid out of, out of Thomas Sangard. But uh, did, did you make any, do you have any interest in this story? None at all, mate. I've, even on Friday when it when it came out, I didn't see it until really late on. And I, I take it with a pinch of salt these days because there's so many chances out there that seem to be in this little little like cull of people. You know, like you've got you know uh, Chris Farnell, Paul Elliott, now this guy as well. Like it's just it's like a never ending list of cronies. So I don't pay any attention to it. You know, if 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 Thomas's takeover of the club wasn't you know by the book then he wouldn't be in charge. You know, I think that he's had the best legal people you can buy working on getting this tied up. And if Thomas says the takeover deals watertight, then I know who I believe. And that's, that's where I leave it. Really. I'm just enjoying it so much on the pitch at the moment um, with how we're performing. We could do without the distraction really, you know, um, but it is what it is. I'm sure again, this will probably blow over in a couple of days. We won't even, we'll never have heard of him again. And Lex Dominus will just disappear. But, it's just annoying, isn't it? Like with everything going on with the how well the football were going on the pitch and after a great result yesterday as well that these things, some fans, you know, will will think of these things seriously because we've been through it so many times that every time something crops up like this, it's like clickbait, isn't it? And all of us go for it and panic. But it's getting to a point now where something pops up every week and it's a different different person. So I've started to take it less seriously and just focus on what we're doing in the 
uh, on the pitch rather than off it. And like I say, I, I believe in Sangard. So if he's um, if he's saying that everything's uh, you know tickety boo, then I I believe him, and so should everyone else. Excellent stuff. Right, let's turn our attention then to uh, Wednesday evening's home game with Milton Keynes Dons. Don't forget that the match has been moved back to seven forty-five. Uh, because the uh, game is going to be accepting fans for the first time uh, since that test event against Doncaster. 2,000 fans, up to 2,000 fans, will be flocking back to the Valley. I know, obviously, the club have now announced how tickets are going to be sorted out and distributed and all this, and, you know, it's definitely worth uh, checking the, the, the Charlton website to make sure... Uh, you know if you're going to be um, able to get your hands on on some tickets and all the procedures and whatnot. Obviously, the majority of people still won't be able to go, so you know don't want to go too hard on the fact that oh it's like a homecoming because a lot of people still won't be able to go and they'll be watching uh, from the comfort of their own homes. But it is exciting to have some people uh, back in the ground and and for a game against the Milton Keynes side, they're sitting in 18th, not had the best of starts to the season, uh, got through in the FA Cup today with a 1-0 win over at Barnet, so a, a good result for them there. Um, winless in the last couple in the league, but before, you know, t- played a top-of-the-table hole side in, in that. Drew with 2-2, uh, uh, Drew with Shrew- Shrewsbury 2-2 last time out in League One. They did win up at Sunderland a couple of weeks ago. So, Benji, I want to another tough test. Um, you know, I mean, we, we talk about our credentials in this in this league, and therefore a home game against a Milton Keynes side is, is one that you ought to be targeting for a win. There's not really... You know, if we want to start bigging ourselves up as, as top two promotion hopefuls, which we are, then we we have to go into this game expecting the side to win, although obviously not being as complacent as we were last week against Burton. I was just going to say what you said there. Yeah, let's, I think Bowie will be making sure that they're not complacent after last week's result. Uh, I've, read, I've seen um, some a lot of reports about MK Dons this year. I know they pass the ball really well. Uh, they're a real good pass inside. Their manager, uh, I think he only retired last season, Russell Martin, and he's got a lot of um, older, experienced players in their team. I know they've got Cameron Jerome up front. They've got uh, that player from Derby at the back, Richard Keogh. Uh They've got uh, Andrew Sermon in midfield, along with Scott Fraser, who's a good player. So I know they've got quite a good... Um, experienced side there MK Dons but as you said they're not doing too well in the league but I know they beat Sunderland the other week at Stadium of Light so yeah look we we need to go into the game not like last Tuesday I don't know if that was a factor in our heads that we thought look we've gone X amount of games unbeaten we can turn up here and we'll get the goals to win the game Uh, having that game last week's obviously been a bit of a wake-up call for us so hopefully uh, with a, we can uh, do that old football cliche of uh, ex-players returning to haunt their old club because uh, we've got Chucks there who had a, a good few seasons at MK and we've got their player of the season from last year, Alex Gilby. So hopefully these two players can do the business for us because we've, we've been done by a lot of ex-players against us in <laughs> recent years. Yeah, well, I was just about to say, I hope that uh, Russell Martin, then the manager of Milton Keynes, doesn't come with an axe to grind because he attended the Charlton Athletic Development Centre in East Grinstead and had a trial at the club, and we turned him down. So <laughs> he'll be he'll be fuming. He'll be he'll be after revenge. Uh, I mean, looking from a Charlton point of view, Lewis obviously hoping Connor Washington may or may not be back. Uh, well, I have to see what the defence is going to look like. It's hard. It's hard to to know exactly. I think Paul Smith almost certainly going to be out after picking up that gash on his knee. So, I mean, what what sort of, is there any changes you can see in in the side coming up on Wednesday? Uh, I, I doubt we'll see many changes. I think um, obviously we that aren't enforced anyway. I think with um the striking situation, whether the whether he starts Bogle, um. And has has him in a three, and has like um, you know people either side of him like like Johnny or Madison or someone like that, uh, and so you've got a striker on the bench, maybe Chucks because he played quite a lot of you know he played a fair few minutes yesterday. Um, Perrington obviously for Matson because Matson's uh, suspended. I, I doubt we'll see any changes in defence because I mean I, I know um, Bo's come out and said that Famo could be in the squad on Wednesday, but I doubt he'll chuck him straight back in, and, and I don't know. Um, what how it's looking for Piercy. I don't know if he if he's fit enough to play yet. Um Deji was out um yesterday as well, wasn't he? So I think defensively we'll probably have to line up the same. Um 
Johnny maybe come out just because he started yesterday. So yeah, there could be there could be a few changes, but I think the the enforced ones will be what's interesting because if if Connor Washington's not around, um, then I highly doubt that we'd start Omar and Chucks together. Um, so if that was the case, it would just be interesting to see how we lined up. I, I think if we did, we did have to do a three and stick maybe you know maybe Madison or or Williams either side of him, but. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Hopefully, you know, Connor Washington is around because you don't want to, you don't want to burn out Chucks, really, do you? Like that's the big concern. If if you you're pumping too many minutes into Chucks because no one else is around, and we end up getting him injured, and Bo says that all the time, doesn't he? That we've got to kind of take care of him a little bit more than others. So, yeah, uh, we'll see. I mean, there'll be a handful, won't there? But um, the most important thing for us is seeing if if Connor Washington's back fit because I think that. We don't want to overload either of those two strikers in in Omar and Chuck. So, fingers crossed, Connor's back, and I imagine we'd line up in a fairly similar system, um, just with a couple of changes to to rest a few bodies. Excellent stuff, right? We've gone over time already, so I'm going to end the show here. Uh, so, don't forget, we'll be back on Thursday to look back at whatever happens against Milton Keynes uh, and ahead to next Saturday's trip to Shrewsbury. I think is the next game. The games come so thick and fast; it's quite hard to remember. Uh, who we're playing a win but I think that's the one that's uh, next up after that so thanks to everyone uh, who's listened to this week's pod and got involved as well don't forget if you want to get involved at any time you can email studio at charltonlive.co.uk or you can tweet us at charltonlive in between shows and we'll pick them up uh, during the podcast recordings thanks to Benji and to Lewis for joining me on this week's pod cheers mate no worries mate cheers good to have you both with me I've been Louis Mendes thanks for listening and we'll see you again on Thursday Charles and Charles and